0: Amen. (laughs) Wow. Come on, you can give God a clap of hands. Don't worry. Don't worry about me. Give him praise. Give him praise because he's worthy of all praise. Yeah, give him praise. Oh, God, this is God. Give him praise. Amen, amen. Um, Just before I go ahead, can you put the, the last song, the last, the bridge. I've seen you move this part. I would love for you guys to read this because this is amazing. I've seen you move. You move the mountain. You keep going. And I believe I'll see you do it again. You made a way where there is no way, and I believe you will do it again, right? I mean, you, you've seen this story. This is my life. God did it again. Is that right? He did it again. Good morning, everybody. Um, as you, uh, everybody always said, my name is John Mark, and I'm from Haiti. Um, I mean, every time you type this in the website or Google, they say this is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. But I want you to switch this today. This is the richest country in the Western Hemisphere. We may be poor materially, but we do have God. We are a nation we are really proud of ourselves, and we're really proud of what we have, and God is doing it again in Haiti, and he has continued to do it again in Haiti, and I can wait to see how God is moving forward in Haiti. Um, this video, we made it, um, I'm partnering with Mission of Hope, because that's where I'm from. I grew up there about 10 years now. Um, I am currently studying in Oklahoma, um, Bethany, Oklahoma, in Saffres Christian University. Um, I'm studying Bib- uh, biblical studies. I love, I love the Bible. Um, but if you do want to sponsor a kid, um, there's people here that have been and they all here. They are all these sponsored kids. Please go ahead. There are so many stories, beautiful stories. Many people like me, many kids in schools right now, in all schools that are coming in, they need your help. They need your support. Well, I'm here today to tell you what God wants me to tell you. I'm not here today to talk on my behalf because I am nothing. I can do nothing. But with the one up there, he can speak. Um, I won't stay long. Please keep me on time, because if I if I start talking about God, I will go on and on. I maybe end up speaking to the chair because y'all gonna sleep out. <laughs> and by the way, I try to make people laugh too. I'm not that funny, but <laughs> Lily think I am funny. But <laughs> oh, I love those kids. Um. Today, I want to speak to you about something. Um, I know many of us, all of us read this from the Bible. It's uh, 1 Samuel 17. If you want to go ahead, um, we won't stay long. Promise you, you will go ahead and eat. (laughs) Yeah, they tell me people in simple church like to keep it simple. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, I love it. Um, my title this morning is, When the enemy challenge you, what do you do? First um, Samuel um, sh- uh, chapter 17, verse 8. And um, I guess 9 in there, but it's too small. <laughs> um, let's read this for um, the first... Um, Verse. It says, Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why do you come out and line up for battle? I'm reading from um, ESV. That's why. Sorry, too. Um, Am I not a Philistine and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I over, overcome him and kill him, you will become a subject and serve us. I know this is sound like really churchy because it's something that growing up, kids, you hear the story of David and Goliath, the big giant dude. Hey, I'm not here for this today, but I'm here for a back door of those uh, uh, at this chapter. We're going to read a lot, too, by the way. <laughs> um, what I find interesting, um, last month, I was studying the book of Samuel. I, um, I already finished with 1 Samuel, and I'm going, I'm, I am currently in 2 Samuel. But when I came here on Wednesday night, how many of you were here on Wednesday night? Hey, it was awesome. I love it. Um, this dude over here, this awesome dude. Keith, right? is that your name? oh I'm trying to keep up with the names. I like to move, okay? <laughs> we like simple, right? I'll be simple. Um, he spoke about the greatness of God, who God is, who do you say God is who who how do you take God? how you you, you, you see God um he, he spoke about a lot of things that um how if we were encountering the greatness of God how we would respond to that but today i have this man that loves God and he 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 and God has a relationship deep and intimate relationship that he he used God as his source so, today, my first question for you is Where is your woods? I saw they posted the woods there, there uh, on Wednesday night. I was hoping we kind of go deep in there. I'm going to tell you, brother, I'm going to pick up this thing today. Where is your woods? Where do you wood it? Where, where, where is your source? If the enemy challenges you today, who can you say you have in your back door? Who can you say you have in your pocket? Right? If you don't have no backup, you school. <laughs> hey, I'ma be real and raw. <laughs> don't worry, don't worry. i be. If you have no backups, all right. Let's let let's let's go reality. Let's take this iPod. If it ran out of battery, we out in the middle of the desert. We we don't have no charger, right now they have a portable charger, right? <laughs> we have none of that. And it ain't ran out. Do we have a backup here? Come on, good people, talk to me. We let's talk, let's talk. You're not sleeping. <laughs> do we have a battery here? Can we help? Can we do anything with this? No, it's the same thing. The Philistines in, um, in the Israelite were in a fight. Here comes that dude decided to challenge the Philistine, uh, the, the Israelite. Saul as a king, even Saul as a king, ran away. Saul, king. He's a king. He has an army. He ran away for one dude. Why? Because he already lost his all these charges. He has no backup. He doesn't know who he has to call to charge him. Please keep me on time, okay? So, here come David bringing his food to his father. You know the story. I'm not going to keep going and dig in. I'm just giving you the very um, highlight so we can move on. Here come David, bring his food to his brothers and listen to this dude coming out. And the funny thing about this scripture, every time I read it, I laugh, is every time Goliath stayed in front and say this and that, and then all the Israelites, back up. And here's what David's going to say to um, to Saul, and this is where he's going to use his source. And I wonder today, if you wonder the same thing, if you really have God as your source today, when the, when the challenge comes, this is what you have to do. Let's go. Um, we're going to read from uh, the verse 36. Uh, do they have it somewhere? or somewhere? You have your Bible. All right. I hope I trust you have your Bible. Okay, few people have them. <laughs> All right. Um, your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this him says, Philistine shall be like one of them. You, you see, a little boy. Look at how he's talking. I was scared for him. Let's <laughs> see. I'm scared for him. Um, For he has defied the army of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the power of the lion, listen, and from the power of the bear, will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go and the Lord be with you. All right. Um, in English class, I, I love I love using experiences. When I'm doing English camp too, we are uh, we doing like kind of speech thing. They say when you when you do speech, you have to verbally cite your sources. Get where I'm going? This is the same thing David did. But if he walked to uh, Saul, which already ran out of battery, ran out of charge, and he says, Saul, I want to fight this dude. Well, Saul would be like, why, how, how can you fight him? But he would say, well, yeah, I just want to fight him. He's just a little boy, which is he already looked into David that way. And here's what David responded to him. He says, because I've been in the garden with these um, sheep. This is what I used to do, not because of me, but because of this dude up there who is living inside of me. I can do this. He says, he, he says uncircumcised. That's a bad word for, for, um, for Goliath. It's like he's calling Goliath, uh, that small dude. That little dude out there, even though he's a giant. This is how he looks. He looks in your life. He said, no matter how physical, how tall you look, but me, the one who is in me is greater. Uh, i leave it for you. <laughs> <laughs> the one who is in me is greater than the one who isn't. So... Saul looked at him. Saul said, All right, go. Go with the Lord, the one that you said that is with you. This is my best part. And this is where the the scene gets really interesting. So let's go down. verse 43. And the Philistine said to David, this is when David approached to him on the field, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks?" And the Philistine cursed David by his God. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me. I will give your flesh to the bird of the air and the beast of of the field. You hear what he said? Just because he looked at David very small. Get, stick with me. Because this is far. Look at a dude. Look at the response of someone who believes in God. Like you said the other day. Someone who knows God is awesome. God is strong. God is almighty. God is everything that he has. God is... I, all right, please. You, you guys uh, I love you. <laughs> Here's the response David said. Then David said on verse 45, uh, 45, then David said to the Philistine, you come... You ready? Are you ready? You come to me with sword, and with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name, in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the army of Israel, whom you have defied, this day the Lord will deliver you into my hand. Wait, who's speaking? That's a small dude he's speaking to, a giant. (laughs) This is funny. (laughs) It says, um, This is the day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head, and I will give the head, the dead body, of the horse to uh, of the horse of the Philistine this day to the bird of the air he used the same word same word <laughs> to the bird of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth and he he had just a little kick to it he he put a little spicy to what he said <laughs> 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 that all the earth may know that That there is a God in Israel. That's why I wanted to come with you. Today, who is your source? Who do you say God is in your life? When those circumstances come, those situations, the moment that you did not expect it come, where do you go? Who do you turn to? In this story, I was alone for Will. My mom, we didn't have, my mom did not have a job. My dad walked away. You said I was not his son from our other, um, other drama. I didn't know God at that time, but he still had a purpose for me. We face so many struggles. If I want to sit here and tell you, you will like, dude, how do you have the strength to stay in here? We are nothing. Nothing. Zero. Right now in Haiti, if I took you right now with me in Haiti, I can't show you where I have a piece of land. I don't. I don't own nothing, no house. Well, I can take you to Mission of Hope. That's my house, but but not my my paper name, John Mark DeVoyer, whatever it is. No. Out of nothing. There's that um, Greek word, ex nihilo, right? Out of nothing. But God do it again. Who do you say God is in your life? As you sit in this chair thinking about this. If you don't have God, that's a mistake. But if you do have him, but you haven't use him. I am telling you this today. Start using him right now. Because he is God. He is amazing. Like you said. God is good. I'm not saying God is good as um, a lot of people always say in every day. God is good, but never experience the greatness and the goodness of God. Because you have to been through a situation where you face God, where you and God, you say, Lord, I lay this into your hands. Like you said, I give it all to you, Jesus, because I can do nothing about it. That's when you know God is good. You know God is good when you don't have nothing. When you walk through a situation, you turn around, you don't see nothing. You turn right in front of you, nothing. You turn left or right, nothing. This is when you know God is good. You're not just going to sit at your house not reading your Bible. You're not, you're not, oh, Jesus. You have to experience God daily. God is not just on Christmas time, on Thanksgiving, on Sunday only. God is every day. God is good every day. You and I, we have the opportunity to leave, to have our arms, to have everything we need. God bless us, people. We are blessed. You wonder what is Blessing. You want me to go down the word with you and that? Blessing is not having a car. Blessing is not having a house. Blessing is not having a... Uh, blessing, this is, this is what is blessing. Is me and you are breathing constantly well in the name of Jesus Christ. You can go ahead and clap if you want to. <laughs> this is you living and sitting here... This is the blessing. All these other things that I said are a dust of the blessing. They are part of your blessing. Because God bless you, blessing is an eternal thing. Blessing is not a short term. It's a long term. No. You got it wrong if you think that. How come you're going to tell me car is a blessing and it's gone? I can tell you what my blessing is. After my mom passed away, I was struggling for about four or three years. I did not see nothing. God give me joy. He give me joy in the midst of anything. You can come here, you do anything you want. I may be unhappy, but I still got joy. The devil come a lot of time. Try to take it away. I say, eh, eh, not today. Not today. A lot of times I face circumstances where I have to give it up on my joy, but the Lord is like, hey, hold on to it, brother. This is yours. This is my blessing. So, in order for you to know God is good, to use God as your source, when you're facing those circumstances, you have to spend time daily in your Bible. Have a relationship with God. This is what you need. I need it. We all need it. Yes, we might. Some days we might uh, fall apart. But I tell you, God loves us enough to let us come back home. And he will always get us to do it again. He will always do it again. No matter how many times you fall, he will always pick you up. He will always pick you up as long as you're willing to walk and the Holy work with him, Friend, this is why God wants me to tell you today. How much more do you know about him? Are you going to say God is good just because people say God is good? God is great because you heard a friend say it yesterday, or are you going to experience the greatness of God? Experience the goodness. And I'm telling you, I'm a bet on this. I'm leaving today to go to Oklahoma. But if you need my phone number, anybody here can give you my phone number. You can call me two weeks after, say, John I I tried. I don't see no result. You can call me. But I will bet with you, if you decide to have a relationship with Christ, to renew your covenant with him, he will do things that you unexpected in your life. He will do things that you never imagined that would ever happen to you. He will take you to steps that you never thought you would walk to. There is a point of my life, I didn't know where I would be. I didn't know I would be here with you today. Did I know? No. In that situation I was, how would I know I would be in Alabama today? How? Tell me if my time ran out, please. Do I still have time or not? I'm good? All right. Talk to me. How would I know? How would I know I would be here today with you? But let me tell you, it's not about me. That's not me. This is God. This is God. You need God today. You need him. You need him in everything. I tell you, if you do use him as your source, you will cut the head of the challenge. And then give it to the birds of the air. And I tell you, David walked to Goliath with the name of the Lord only. He didn't say, I call on the name of, I call on the army of God. I call call for this. I mean, I bet if he did, God will. But I'm going to tell you a secret before I finish this. About this. It's because David had a relationship with Christ. And the relationship he had with Christ was so intimate that even his father and his brother didn't know because when, David, when um, uh, Samuel came to anoint him, everybody rejected him. But God said, mm mm, that's not it. When he's coming, the Bible said, David is coming, and Samuel said, okay, here's the king. The king is coming. But the dude was coming like, if we imagine David coming over he's like his dirty clothes are coming in, and he's the king. That's the one God chooses. God doesn't care about your tall or your your short position or whatever it is, because once you have a relationship with him, he's going to use you to where people did not expect you to be. He's gonna put you to a position that people thought, oh no, this guy can't ever be up here. This dude, this man. No. But he will do it. I, I love calling God the last second guy. Yeah, he's a second. Like the last, very last second, he show up. And he did his amazing thing. You know why? Because he wants the glory. Stop using. God's glory. Give him glory. Let him be the Lord. You need a relationship that Pastor Kenny doesn't need to know. People in the church doesn't need to know about you and God. Guess what, though? You don't have to tell them because when you do have this relationship, we can see. We can see because God, when he is living inside of you, he's not going to hide himself. He's going to break. He's going to walk. You're going to walk. Oh, my, mind. You walk in that person's house, you carry a blessing. You want me to prove you? I can go down the road and show you how many people that have the presence of God and what God has done with them through them. So Today. I want to encourage you, have a relationship with Christ. those who have relationship with Christ but been struggling, been limping back and forth, or who has one feet in here another foot over there. I'm going to tell you, put both of your foot inside, because God will do amazing things. You want to see this church grow? you want to see this church do amazing things, you want to see this church go forward, you want to see things happen. You want to see this bin explosive? By the way, great worship, ladies, and gentlemen, too. (laughs) That was awesome. You want to see simple church spread out? Because we're not called to be just a small group, okay? If you're just going to, like you said the other day, if we are the same the same people are coming every sunday every sunday every sunday that's a problem you better check out with your pastor <laughs> i <love> you. <laughs> but seriously build your life upon christ he will do amazing things i know some of you may say i already have enough i don't need christ I tell you, he can put more and more and more. And we, as human beings, we never, nothing ever enough for us, but we never satisfied, but he will do amazing things. So, as I'm about to pray, um, if you do not have a relationship with Christ, wherever you are, if you feel like you want to come in front, come in front, if you feel like you want to stand up, Stay up. And if you feel like you can't do none of these, but you want to talk to somebody after church, find Pastor Keith and all these people here. You have people that will help you. And those who have relationship with Christ that have been limping, that have been falling apart every two months, it's good. Three months later, it's not. I'll tell you, you need to repent. There is no more time. No more. You heard, you've seen it in the news, hurricanes everywhere, earthquakes everywhere, war, Christians are dying. A lot of things are happening. I know we, oh, we probably live in Alabama, just a little town. We don't really know what's going on in the world. There is. Uh, maybe some of you are expecting something needs to come. Oh, we are leaving it right now, okay? Just give you a notice. We are leaving the end. We are in the middle of it. I don't know. Probably at the end of it. But be prepared. Because when the trumpet sound, so you can be waiting. Let's go ahead and pray. Um, Can we have some keys up there, please? Yeah. I love call heaven down. Please. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we bow down to you. Lord Jesus, thank you for your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the amazing grace. God, we come to you boldly. We want to call upon your name right now so that you can renew our faith. Those of us that don't know you yet, haven't experienced your goodness, haven't experienced the greatness of you, we need you today to restore our soul. And Lord, I'm praying for those of us that have been having a relationship with you, that have been limping back and forth, falling apart, that we can't wait. We, we are so thirsty for your presence. I call upon your name right now, Jesus. Right now, let your Holy Spirit do your work. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for being the amazing God you are. Thank you for loving us when we don't love you. Thank you for taking care of us when we walk away from you. When we walk away from your presence, you never walk away from us we always the one who walks away. God, we need your presence right now. We need your Holy Spirit. Please, Jesus, do your work. Do your work inside of us. Come dwelling inside of us, Holy Spirit. Come, we leave. Reveal your Holy Spirit in us. Give us the spirit of your truth. And right now, as I'm standing in front of the pulpit, I release the Holy Spirit upon everybody in this room. In the name of Jesus Christ, let your word be truth into their lives. I know we plant those seeds, but I pray that you water those seeds, you give them sun, you grow them up. As they're going out there, they can spread out. Because your word says, we will know the tree by its fruit. So Jesus, let us be your fruit today and so that we can spread your word in the name of the Holy Spirit.